I'm Stacy. Hey, I'm Steph. Welcome to Harnessing Your Power, where we discuss everyday topics to break through the stigma and harness our power through self-mastery. Tune in every Tuesday to join us in conversation as we dig deep into our minds and get closer and closer to our highest self. I love the way that you were talking about the power of money. And I, um, that's something Steph had said it, for her affirmation. Um, the more money I have, the more people I can help. Um, and I, I think the way you said, the way you put that was very beautifully put for that. Um, you know, what else could you be doing with your money? But I will um, definitely say that I still love those target runs. And <laughs> you shifted that just a little bit, but... Um, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, <laughs> um, but I do really appreciate how you were speaking about the power of money and understanding the power of money and what more can be done versus, you know, just getting that $4 face mask or putting it somewhere else and still growing it. Um, Josh said money comes to me in unexpected ways. Steph taught me that. Yes. Um, and honestly, I, I have gotten that random check in the mail before. Um, so I do think that money is a big, 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 big mindset thing. Um, and I think working on that relationship for me was <laughs> has been a journey, to say the least. Definitely. And I will say on that note, Rich Dad, Poor Dad really like skyrocketed my change in relationship with it. But it is very much something I'm still working on. Um, and I actually have a story related to this for a question yes. in a little bit. And so it'll all connect. <laughs> yes. So we actually have hit our hour mark. Would you like to, I don't know. Um, we were supposed to be a little bit faster on these questions. Um, we can either make a part two. Um, I don't know if this is going to log me off within that hour. So, I mean, we could go back live if we want to keep going. Um, we do still have a, a decent amount of people on right now. Or we can go live tomorrow if you would like. We definitely prepared for this. So, everyone who's live with us, thank you for being here. We had a conversation. I've been timing us for each question. We had a plan to not go over time. But... I saw the, us go over time and I couldn't cut us off. It's, it's been a great flow and it's just been a beautiful conversation. Um, but I would love to keep going and see if it cuts us off okay. and go from there. But All right, let's perfect. do it. All right, let's keep going. Um, so the next question I have is tips on speaking with confidence. And yes, Steph, this is recorded. Mm. Speaking, like public speaking. Okay. <laughs> For one, I think, I think two main things, and then I'll tell a little story about kind of my own journey with getting more confident with public speaking. <laughs> um, but first, I do think that saying competence breeds confidence is incredibly accurate, especially when it comes to public speaking, because if you know what you're talking about and you're confident in what you know about it, the speaking part will kind of just come. Um, and I know Steph and I 
definitely can relate to that when it comes to doing these podcasts and these lives. And sometimes we've had our topic decided much in advance and we had a lot of preparation and sometimes it was a little bit more last minute. (laughs) And those days we would both be so much more nervous beforehand, even throughout. Like some of the days when there was a little bit less prep, I literally would find myself like sweating, like during it and like shaking a little bit Um, versus the days that, you know, I had days to prepare um, and even think about how I was going to say something and maybe even practice saying something too. I think that's a huge thing is definitely practicing beforehand. Um, You know, like when you do speeches in school and stuff, sometimes they teach you to like memorize the speech or only have one note card or something like that. And it's not just so you memorize it, but it's so you're actually like practicing how to deliver. And I think that goes right hand in hand with just putting in the reps, like just, just doing it. I think it's one of those things that like, I don't think you're really going to, I don't know. I don't want to like put that limiting thing out there, but I think it would be kind of hard to feel incredibly confident if you're feeling not so confident in public speaking, I think it would be really hard to foster that confidence without just getting out there and doing it. I think it's something like riding a bike where you kind of just have to like take the training wheels off and just go and maybe fall. And maybe the first time you're like, ah, like, I don't know if that was necessarily great or whatever. And it just slowly, the confidence will start building. Um, even about this podcast, the first time we went live, like I almost cried after and I was like, that was so horrible. I can't believe like people heard me like this and that. And now I'm up here and after every podcast now, I feel really energized because I feel more confident Mm. in just being up here. And, you know, my skills are being refined and I am being more intentional about my delivery and my preparation and things like that. But the biggest thing is just the number of times we've done it. (laughs) So now it just kind of feels more natural. Um, So something that helps me specifically is also doing some affirmations before Um, I always tell myself one specific affirmation, which is people want to hear what I have to say. And that's not an egocentric thing at all. It's just people do want to hear what I have to say. People want to hear what you have to say, Seth. People want to hear what all of you have to say. Like Everyone wants to hear what everyone has to say, but really affirming that before I get started. And then the last thing is figuring out where your specific doubt comes from. So I think Mm. a lack of confidence in public speaking could probably like if we dig a little bit deep could come from the deeper fear of being rejected which is a fear that we all have and that comes out in a lot of different forms in our life and a lot of different like insecurities about things but when it comes to speaking like get specific around what that fear looks like for you is it a fear of people not listening? Is it a fear of people thinking you don't sound smart? Is it a fear of people not understanding? Is it a fear of people like making fun of your voice? Is it a fear of people making fun of the way you look or like, what is your specific thing? Um, And that's something that I did when I was in college going through a speech course, actually. And I found that my biggest like fear behind it all was yes, fear like judgment, like Steph said, but could you even get more specific into like what type of judgment? Like, is it about your 
appearance, the way you say it, what you're talking about, like what is that specific thing? For me, it was, and it feels weird to even admit this, like I almost don't want to say it, but we're here now, I have to say it. (laughs) Um, It was the fear of people judging my appearance and of people thinking I'm ugly. And if I'm up on stage talking and everyone in this room is looking at me, or if I'm on Instagram or YouTube talking and these people are looking at me and can pause this video and pause Mm. and like, look, I'm getting close for you to like analyze all my imperfections and find out everything that's wrong with me. And like, go ahead, tell me how ugly I am. Like, okay, look, I'm like getting emotional just thinking about that. So being able to pinpoint that kind of helped me to, first of all, kind of work through that in itself, but then also separate it from the entire thing of public speaking and realize that, It's not really about the speaking, but it's just about like being in front of people and about opening myself up to other people's like judgments. Um, Steph and Josh said about stuttering. And I don't know anything specific about like stuttering, um, but I did have a friend who uh, dealt with it at one point and she just started working on different like mental cues and tricks to kind of like help herself so I'm not sure if there's maybe some things that you could do like that I know one of the biggest things that she does is just pause a lot now when she talks like she'll just take a pause which actually we should probably all pause a little bit more when we talk (laughs) and like Josh even said like um he stutters some too so like Steph and Josh you both can relate right there so already Not to say that's going to alleviate the whole fear and make it better, but just that understanding that like we're all humans too. And maybe some of you are pausing this video and like seeing these pimples on my face. But if you're being real, you've had a pimple before too. So like, you know, kind of like being able to remove those fears from the actual act of speaking. Josh said it happens when I talk too fast because you have so much you got to get out. That's actually like a beautiful thing. So maybe you can embrace that and like realize that there's so much like life energy and creative expression that needs to come out. Your physical body is like keeping up with it. You can just look Mm -hmm. at it in that kind of way. Um, But what about you, Seth? What are some tips or what's maybe like your journey with coming into more confidence in public speaking? So... Josh said, girl, this Wi-Fi lag got the skin looking flawless. No worries. So if you're worried about any pimples, I was. Thank you. Um, But so when it comes to speaking with confidence, I feel like my journey with that has been very interesting because I remember being in speech class and hating to, like with everything in me, I just did not want to be in that class. I did not want to go to that class. It was a class that we had to do. Um, and I remember being up there and like literally shaking and sweating and I hated it so much. And now I've actually talked in front of a lot of people and now we're on this podcast. Now we put ourselves out there to speak to so many, but I agree with what you said Stacey about competence breeds confidence because I feel like as soon as you know oh no I I know what I'm talking about it becomes I feel like partially more important because you're like hey this is what I'm here to share but also like if you know exactly what you're talking about in practice like 
practicing. I feel like when you first like know what you're going to be talking about um, and like you first, okay, this is what I want to say. Now finding somebody that you trust to go stand in front of and practice. And sometimes that's more nerve wracking than being in front of a whole crowd because it's somebody you know, and you really might get some judgment from that, or they really might make fun of you because there's, you know, a little bit of more of a close relationship or something along those lines. But if you can do it in a safe space with somebody that you love, you can get that, you know, honest feedback. You can get that, okay, maybe I need to work on this. Or even if you need to record yourself and really look back, um, you'll be able to grow through that. And also watching others speak really helped me. Seeing the way other people talk, seeing the way other people use voice inflection. When does somebody raise their voice? When does it not? Um, mm. Being able to just have that, like, how do people move their hands when they're speaking? Um, something that I learned and like really studying speaking. Um, I think when I first started speaking in front of people and like wanting to get my face out there more, um, Ruby actually said, you need to study how to speak, like go study how to speak and being able to learn from somebody else. Like when you're moving your hands, people like, I don't know if you notice, I speak with my hands a lot, but people automatically assume, you know, what you're talking about. What versus if you put your hands behind your back, now people are thinking about what are her hands doing behind her back? and knowing what your body language portrays. Um, I feel like that was a big one for me because if you're nervous, you might be more prone to put your hands behind your back or put your hands in your pockets. And now people are looking at your hands in your pockets versus what you're speaking about. Um, also, when you're speaking, if you say, oh, this one actually really helped me a lot into like just knowing that my speaking was better because if you're speaking about, hey, I have this huge announcement, or, hey, I have this huge announcement. I'm so excited. And like literally just just opening your hands is literally giving somebody that different emotion. Like, hey, I have this huge announcement, but what are you really saying behind that? And what is your intention behind your words? Um, and then something that you said, Stacey, was people, um, people want to hear what I have to say. And something that I like to say is if I needed to hear this, someone else can grow because of this. I can help somebody else because I learned this from somewhere else. And if you're speaking in front of people, most of the time it's gonna be because you want to educate or because you want to help them grow or help them in some way. Um, and I think really knowing the power behind speaking is so, so, so big. Um, Josh put practicing my calls with you on Zoom helped build my confidence. And I feel like having that space um and i feel like being in a space of other entrepreneurs where you had to speak in front of people that really helped me um and you said getting thrown into the fire i got thrown into the fire i literally was told hey you're gonna go up today you're gonna do this and i was terrified i i still get nervous sometimes getting on these calls and like stacy said if there's a little more preparedness i feel more confident if there's less preparedness i feel less confidence but knowing that everybody gets nervous sometimes. Speaking on stage is not the easiest thing, but what's gonna come after it? Is what you're sharing important enough to you that you can get excited about getting up there and really speaking about what you have to say? Because now when we get on these podcasts, now when I speak in front of people, I'm like, 
I'm going to help somebody grow. Somebody's going to have a breakthrough because of this. And I remember one of the first times that I spoke in front of a big crowd and it was just me. I remember having that feeling of somebody coming up to me and saying, Hey, thank you so much for the things that you said, because you said this, I now feel this, or I took this away. And to know that you can impact somebody in a positive way from literally just your words, I feel like that gives me more confidence. And also nobody knows what you had planned. So if you stutter or if you maybe forget something and it's easier said than done to not panic, realizing that you forgot something, but giving yourself that plan to, okay, if I forget this, I can always pick this up back here. Or at the end of the day, nobody knows what you planned. Nobody knows what was going to come out of your mouth next. And you have the power. You're in control of what you're speaking. You're in control of what you're saying. And if you forget something and afterwards you're like, it would have been so much better if I said this. At the end of the day, they don't know what you were going to say and what you delivered is exactly what you needed to deliver at that time. Um, and I think that's something that really helped me as well. At the end of the day, nobody knows what you're going to say. And if you do stutter, pick back up. Like the confidence behind what you're saying, cool. Maybe you stuttered a little bit. Pick it back up. We all stutter. We all do it. And um, slowing down is probably one of the biggest things, which you mentioned. Or I don't know if you mentioned it or if Josh said it. Um, but really slowing down to really think through it. Like, just practice speaking slower. For me, it was the ums. I say um a lot when I'm speaking in front of people or if I'm really nervous. But being able to pause after a sentence reminds you, don't say that um, don't say that um. Just pause. And it just kind of flows. Um, so those are all my tips. Yes, I love it. And I definitely agree. And I think that a lot of it does just come back to putting in that practice. And like you said, maybe it's not necessarily going out there and getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people right away and calling that practice, but doing it with <laughs> someone, <laughs> speaking in front of a friend or a loved one or recording yourself. Recording yourself is a really big thing, but I will say as you look back on it, do your best not to be hypercritical of yourself, but mm. maybe look for points of like positive reinforcement of areas you did really well. Because as we do put these podcasts out on YouTube and on podcast platforms, we rehear this and rewatch this a few times and it can definitely get easy to get into a spiral of like so many negative thoughts and judgment of myself but I've actually been working as I we go back and edit it and everything to think about wow I love how I said that or wow I did that one really good and notice the times that wow I didn't say um for this whole 20 minute segment or you know like those type of things but yeah. I definitely agree all right, so we have three more questions. Um, the next question should be a little bit quicker, and I'm really excited for your answer, Seth, because you are one of my mentors in this space. How do you stay self-disciplined as an entrepreneur? So I feel like this is <laughs> this was a question that I was like, ooh. Um, so I feel like with staying self-disciplined, sometimes for me, if I realize, hey, I haven't been the most self-disciplined, is really looking for the accountability. Sometimes it is a little bit, and this isn't always, but as an entrepreneur, it is a little easy to be like, oh, I'll just, 
I'll just do that tomorrow. I don't have to do it. Or I don't, I can do it tomorrow. I can do it later, whatever the case may be, but setting those deadlines for yourself and having either a space to track it like a habit tracker, or even if you're just checking things off, but giving yourself that deadline and also giving somebody else like, Hey, this is what I'm, this is what I, my goals are. Will you hold me accountable? Cause sometimes I do think you need that second accountability and discipline is something I actually work on a lot. Um, but some other things I, the deadlines, um, hold on, sorry. My notes are a little scattered on this one, <laughs> but honestly, literally just speaking from what I've been through is knowing if I don't hit this deadline, it's not, I'm not getting fired. I'm not gonna like i'm not hurting anyone but me as an entrepreneur you're literally putting you on your back and like putting you and your finances on your back and if entrepreneurship is the only thing coming in honestly what's coming next and this there could be so many different fields of entrepreneurship but if you don't go get that done what happens next what is the consequence and really thinking about that. I feel like it's something that I do. Hey, if I don't get this done, um, or even if I do get this done, so, um, I guess I'll use, I'm looking for like a good example, but okay. Maybe I don't feel like let's use the podcast as an example. There's plenty of times where you and I have had conversations and we're like, mm, I'm not feeling the best about you know, go, either practicing or going live on a certain day, but then really thinking about what's the outcome. Okay. If I don't do this, we don't go live tonight. We miss a day. We're now behind her. If we don't practice, I'm not going to feel good about the live that I'm going into. What is the consequence that comes from that? And what is, if I do do it, what growth is going to come from that? And knowing that when you talk about putting in the reps, knowing that every single time that you do it, you're going to get better. Knowing that every single time that you're doing, you do it, you're going to, I feel like for most people, the entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurship space is about impact. A lot of people are looking to help other people grow. And if that's not you, then you could ignore this specific comment. But for me, a lot of my entrepreneurship things are about impact, impacting others and changing others' minds and perspectives. So for me, it's, if I don't go speak today, if I don't hop on that live today, who that needed to hear my words is not going to hear that. And I think that's a big one for me um, because I've been in that space where I've needed to hear those words or I've needed to have that reassurance and really thinking about if this entrepreneur didn't make it, if this entrepreneur didn't stay disciplined, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. And for me, it really is everybody around me. Who can I pick up in this space? Um, and knowing that entrepreneurship isn't always an easy journey. And sometimes you will fall. And knowing that entrepreneurship is not a straight paved path. And sometimes it's going to suck. And sometimes you're going to be a little less disciplined than others. But being able to speak to other entrepreneurs on that and being able to know that space, I feel like is that push for me to do more. Um, and then some other things is just, okay, if I don't get this done today, then I can't go treat myself or do this. Or if I don't finish and I don't like to use the to-do list one because sometimes when I don't mark everything off my to-do list, I still like to 
not be too tough on myself. And I think that's something as an entrepreneur, don't be too tough on yourself when you don't finish the thing. Put it on tomorrow's list and know that tomorrow's another day. Um, so I like to find the balance between staying disciplined and being kind to yourself. Um, but really thinking about the people that I'm impacting along the way is one of the biggest things for me. I love that. And I love the way you framed those two questions of what is the consequence if I don't get this done or if I don't do this and how much growth is going to happen or like what is the positive outcome if I do do it and like really like seeing those two things because I think that's really important to sometimes be able to set that boundary and say like okay like maybe the consequence is uh like we don't have an episode to post for a week because we skipped a week but maybe that's a consequence we're willing to accept given like other things about the situation. Maybe because, you know, we did miss a few weeks because we were in the middle of moving and we had some different things happen, both of our personal lives. That was very emotional and like mentally heavy. Um, so I think we kind of did look at it like that. Like we did have that conversation and we did know like, okay, well now we're going to have, you know, a few weeks or whatever, where we don't have an episode to post, but we were willing to accept that consequence. Mm. And I think even just asking yourself that those questions is being disciplined in itself. I don't think discipline always means staying mm. up until the end of the hour, getting everything done. It just means having these like set of like, like boundaries and like guidelines for yourself yeah. and, and just doing what you say you're going to do. So for me, that's being realistic too. I have a tendency to like overfill my to-do list and not have any white space on my calendar. So for me, being disciplined is actually like being realistic and telling myself, okay, this is what I really need to get done. Here's some extra stuff I hope to get done. And that's it. Like feeling good and accomplished no matter what. Um, and I definitely love making deals with myself too. I love thinking that I am like my boss and my employee at the same time and telling myself like, okay, if you like work without any distractions for the next two hours, you can go have that cookie. And like sometimes just simple things like that, which sounds kind of silly, but it kind of will be that motivating factor that at times I do need since, you know, it's like a solo entrepreneurship project um and another overarching factor for me is to stay inspired i noticed it's hard for me to stay disciplined when i'm not inspired because maybe i'll get to a place where i'm like okay cool like i'm super behind these deadlines i gave myself but so what like i know i know my business isn't growing in the way i want it to i know the income stream from it's not growing in the way I want it to. I know that, you know, I'm not benefiting from this, but the only person I'm hurting is me. So hmm. it's okay. I'm saying it's okay. And like the only way I've been able to pull myself out of those type of like stagnant places and to get back into like a disciplined routine of productivity or whatever is by being inspired. So I think a way to stay disciplined could be to stay inspired and to stay excited about these things that you're doing because every entrepreneur I know is an entrepreneur because they love what they're doing and the business they're working on creating. So being able to cultivate and keep that energy, like I feel like the discipline will just naturally come. Um, and yeah, that's, 
that's it. I love that you said discipline isn't always like staying up to the, you know, super late at night and forcing yourself to get all these things done, but also knowing, hey, this is, you know, this is what I have to do. Because I feel like discipline is also knowing, hey, I'm overexerting myself and maybe I need to take a step back so I can be my best me and put out my best stuff. Um, yes. So I love the way that you worded that because I feel like that is something that I used to struggle with um, and maybe sometimes still have or might still end up dealing with. But I feel like that's something to really like reflect on as an entrepreneur. Are you feeling your best? Are you putting out your best stuff always? Um, and if not, how do you grow from that? But um, mm. so the next question I have is what are your expectations for yourself? Oh, I love this question. And I think that it can be thought about in a few different ways. Like maybe your expectations for yourself, just like in life in general, or maybe there's like a timeline on it. And I feel like it's kind of related to your goals, but I took it a little bit more in like maybe like the standards you hold for yourself. So for me, what I kind of like journal and reflected on was to do what I say I'm going to do and to move with love and compassion um, and to be true to myself and accept myself. So mm. for me, that looks like not being overly critical which at first, <laughs> this question kind of caused a little resistance for me because I was like expectations on myself. Like that's going to put too much pressure on myself. Like that is the type of thinking process that I have kind of like let go from. I used to be really attached to. But then I realized that like whether we realize it or not, we do have expectations of ourselves. And for me, it is those things. And to like just carry myself in the way that's true to me. And an affirmation that I really like um, related to this is I hold myself in high regard. Mm. I feel like I, before I heard that, I didn't think about myself in the terms of like how I regard myself. But saying I hold myself in high regard is not only like a reassuring thought, but it's one of those affirmations that like literally affirms it into action. If I'm saying I hold myself in high regard, I'm going to act in this high regard that I'm holding myself. Mm, I love that. So uh, my expectations for myself, um, looking for growth in all things. Also, I wrote that down and I'm mm. keeping that. <laughs> uh, mm. But looking for growth in all things, realizing that regardless of what's happening, there's growth and looking for that growth and looking for what am I, what do I need to learn from this? Um, being authentic and listening to self question everything. Um, it's question. Everything is just something I love to remind myself because is this something that is authentically me or is it something that I've been programmed or is it something that somebody around me has taught me and just really questioning, questioning myself. Hey, is this, who I am? Is this what I want? And knowing that anything that I want to do, um, Stacey, you mentioned, you know, most entrepreneurs are doing something that they love. And if I, 
am doing something that I love, it should always come with ease. Um, mm. Be kind to self and to be kind to others um, is a huge expectation for myself. Just making sure that I'm always kind and helping, just helping others be kind. Um, and then the last one that I wrote was improving myself and those around me. Be the change you want to see. Um, I love and that. really just knowing that no matter what we're doing, whether it's good or bad, we're always influencing those around us. We're always influencing people's thoughts, even if it's very small. Um, so I always just want to be the positive change, be the positivity that surrounds anybody and everybody that ends up being around me um, to just be better and grow and be a better person. <laughs> I love that. And I can definitely relate to those. And see, I feel like that's why that question sparked a lot of reflection too, because it's something that at first felt hard to answer. But then as you were yeah. like saying some of yours, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, same. Like, and another one. No, like, I, you, you kind of realize that you do kind of hold yourself to expectations. Yes. No, I agree. I feel like when I first got the question, I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but you're right. I, they came very easily to write. Yes. I love it. Well, we are on our last question and this has been a long episode, but <laughs> we did get so many amazing questions. I really just wanted to get through all of them today. Um, because some of you that sent those questions, I know you were actually excited for our answer. So I wanted to make sure we got through to everything. So for everyone who has been on this live journey with us, thank you for spending your evening with us. Yeah. Um, for the last question, which we purposely saved to be the last question, because they all definitely sparked reflection, but this question really, really sparked reflection. So everyone live with us and those watching the recording or listening in on the podcast, I encourage you to reflect on this yourself. Maybe journal about this tonight or at least kind of think about it. The question is, what is the current theme or lesson that life is teaching you right now? Mm. Like Stacy said, this caused a lot of reflection. Um, and to be honest, when I first got the question, I was like, oh, do I even want to think that deep? And it wasn't that I didn't want to. It was just like, oh, this is, I knew it was going to cause that reflection. I literally just took out a sheet of paper and I was like, this whole sheet is going to be for this. And I'm just going to write stuff out. Um, but the number one thing that just kept popping up and that really stuck out to me was growth and healing aren't always linear, but that doesn't mean that you aren't growing and being able to accept that, Hey, maybe you were some, and also sometimes things that don't feel like growth tend to be growth. Um, I feel like a conversation that you and I had recently had was that growth isn't always fun. And sometimes doing the work is kind of or uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is the right word. But no, I don't know what happened. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, it kind of like cut off for a second. But knowing that growth and healing aren't always linear and being able to accept yourself, have that self-acceptance of knowing that, hey, I'm going to have really high days and maybe not as high days. 
as long as I'm still looking for the growth and everything, that's all that matters. But also um, getting to know myself, building that relationship with myself and making time for her. Um, when we talk about, when we've talked about the inner child before, um, I feel like going back to that relationship, there's parts of me that maybe, not that I don't necessarily know, but how well do you really know yourself? And I don't think that that's something that we ask ourselves all the time. And having a space to talk or not talk, but like connect with that inner child and connect with that future you, connect with that higher self that you want you to be and really being able to speak to that and be that. Um, and then knowing what I need, knowing I feel like connecting with the inner child and connecting with your higher self is connecting with your past you and your future you being able to journal and come, uh, connect to my present to me. Um, but also knowing, Hey, I do need structure knowing, Hey, I do need that consistency and accountability, being able to accept that and forgiving self realizing, Hey, you've come so far. And I think that that's something that we neglect sometimes, or maybe we look back and we're like, Oh, I'm not where I wanted to be right now. But looking back and being like, Whoa, everything that I have now is something that I only dreamed of, or everything that I'm doing now is things that I've only dreamed of. I'm doing so much better than I possibly could have been or who knows, maybe I could have been doing better, but accepting where you're at now, accepting where I'm at now. And I feel like I was writing down like all these things. And sometimes I do feel like I'm a little harder on myself than I should be. But I feel like just that was the theme. Growth isn't always linear, but that doesn't mean you aren't growing. Accepting where you're at now, accepting what's coming next and being able to forgive either your current self or for me, my current self, my past self, and just doing what's best for future me. And that's something that I like to think about all the time. If I don't do this now, will future me be mad at me? Mm. And it's something I reflect on a lot. And even for like the simplest things, it's so helpful. Like driving home, getting gas, or I have barely any gas and I have to be up early in the morning the next morning. How many times? Have you been like, ah, I'll do it in the morning. But I've been in the car and been like, if I don't do this now, I have to do it in the morning. I have to be up earlier. I'm going to be so mad at myself. I'm going to sacrifice present me for future me. And being able to look back and be like, oh, thank you, me, is so good. Um, so those are just a couple lessons and themes that have been reoccurring for me. Wow. I... Love it. And I can definitely relate to all of it too, um, which is pretty common for us in our friendship and where we're just both at in our journeys. Um, and definitely like with the first thing of what you said. So when I first heard this question, I started thinking of a list of answers right away. And then I realized I was kind of answering what I was seeking to learn. Right now, I am going through a workshop all about um, the concept of energy and, like, how that is the underlying thing even before, like, our thoughts and things like that. So I started thinking about all of that stuff, 
<clears throat> but that doesn't really answer the question. That's like what I'm seeking to learn right now. And it is what I'm learning right now, but that's not what life is teaching me. And I think a big thing that I've learned from life over the last year is related to what you said of like seeing the growth and everything and just remaining curious and open to these things happening, being open to the growth, being open mm. to these moments, being things that can teach you. Um, I just finished this book called The Sacred Journey of the Peaceful Warrior. And in it, they talk all about how like nature and earth and life itself is the biggest teacher. How you can walk outside and look at the birds and the bees and the butterflies and the plants. And like, there's so much you could learn. There's so many things that you could just gain a new perspective on by just being observant and open to it. Like open to it being a lesson. Don't just brush something off and call it a coincidence, but actually like look at the synchronicity and see what pattern that's showing in your life. So I feel like that's something I've been learning over this last year and constantly, maybe a little bit longer than that, but constantly reminded of. And an example of this, literally just last week, my boyfriend and I were having like some subs and I got a bag of chips and he was like having some too, like we were sharing it. And then uh, he like was eating a lot of them. <laughs> and I was kind of thinking in my head, like, dang, like he's eating all my chips. But I wasn't going to say anything because whatever, it's just a bag of chips. Like, worst case, yeah, I'll get more, you know, like, wasn't a big deal. But then he ate some and he kind of like, oops, am I back? Okay. Yeah. Um, then he like ate some and he like crumpled the bag. And I literally thought like, oh, dang, all my chips are gone. And I felt a little bit upset in that moment. And I grabbed <laughs> the bag to throw it away. And I opened it and there was like five more chips in it. And it was that instant joy of like, oh, there's a little more. Like, it's a little bit sweeter. And I could have literally just kept going about my day and not even thought about that, except for the fact I got a few more chips. But because I've just been really curious and, like, observant of everything that's happening, I literally thought in the moment, like, wow. Now, isn't that a reminder that, for one, things aren't always as they seem. Things are usually better. Life is sweeter. When you think there's a lack, mm. there's usually abundance. Like, there's so many things you could learn from that one little moment so that's kind of been like an overarching lesson life has been teaching me um and definitely another thing I wrote down is about like the self-acceptance and like going inner and not seeking so much validation or things from external sources but really going inner with that and surrendering to the flow of life mm. I feel like I'm constantly reminded to like slow down to pause and to just be and to really surrender to the flow of life not to force anything but like these affirmations that I speak are that these things come to me easily so why am I trying to make it harder than that let me just actually surrender to that and, and like what that means and um, one other thing that is a more specific example that has definitely been over this last year since I read Rich Dad Poor Dad is shifting my mindset from like that scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. So another real quick example of that, um, I actually had a job interview last week. I am looking to expand my professional career since getting my master's and to also have that 
steady stream of income for a period of time to put into some of my other entrepreneurial things. So um, I'm kind of at a place where I like really want to get a job. <laughs> like at first it was just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, maybe pressure from my family, whatever. Now for financial reasons and just professional things, like I, I want this to be the next step. I almost feel like I need this to be a next step and there starts to be more pressure around it. So I've had a few job interviews and I had a job interview last week for a position that I'm not qualified for. I was striving to affirm myself and to be qualified for it. I landed an interview and through an amazing, very honest, open discussion, like it was, we both came to the conclusion that they're looking for someone with a very specific expertise that I I just don't have. And like they, you know, said that I seem like the type of person who could learn it and pick it up, but they're looking for someone who already has that specific expertise. And that's just what it is. I realized that it would be a really, really difficult job to try to jump into it and get that expertise. Like, it's just not a fit. But, you know, thought patterns, uh, rejection. Okay, now this job search continues. Like, kind of like a lot of negative feelings started to come up at first. And one of the first thoughts was, oh, like, what am, how am I going to get this income stream then? Like, now, now I'm going to run out of these other income streams or whatever. Like one of the first thoughts was about money and was about not having enough. Mm. And I've recognized this because I've been working on changing it. And I just told myself money comes to me easily and frequently. I didn't fully believe it, but I at least stopped the negative spiral. And I kind of just went on with my day. And later that day, I actually landed a dog walking gig for every day this week for um, more than I've been paid for a dog walking gig in the past and for every single day. And I'm like, whoa, like, this is amazing. This is going to end up being my most profitable dog walking week. Right when I was just thinking that this thought of lack, like right when I was having this thought of lack, but because I truly believe because I was able to recognize it right away and kind of stop it in its tracks, it let this other opportunity come up and it let me get this other income stream so I did I'm doing these dog walks I did the dog walk on Monday and it's a one hour walk through the Tarzana Hills which (laughs) is more hilly than like Beverly Hills or no all the hills are super super hilly and this one house specifically lives at the top of like three hills so no matter which way I go it's a hill each way and it's an extremely physical like excruciating walk especially since my ankle has just healed like I haven't been working out like halfway through this walk I was about to like return the dog and just be like never mind like just forget the rest of the week maybe don't even pay me for today because I didn't do it but then you know mental determination in that moment and even the lesson in that moment that I can do it and have confidence in what you're capable of because there's 60 year old people walking through these hills too. So I can, I can do it. Let me just not be lazy, you know? And then I did the walk. I returned the dog, finished out the whole thing on the app, whatever. And they didn't tip me and not to toot my own horn, but I always get really good dog walking tips because I write really good little like memos to them after about how the dog was whatever from like the dog's perspective literally like I I do the most (laughs) because I love it I love dogs I love the whole thing it's not even hard I I, like enjoy writing these stories but they didn't tip and right away I was like wow like of course they wouldn't tip like those cheap people like judgment towards them and then I also thought 
well, this isn't going to be as much money as I was hoping if they're not going to tip me. Is this even worth it? See, there's not enough money. Like it all just quickly would trail back to like, there's not enough money for me. And then again, I said, well, money flows to me easily and frequently. It's cool. First of all, let me not judge them because I don't know them. And even if I did know them, let me not judge them. And I just kind of like retracted that. And the next day they ended up tipping me half of what they paid me for the walk. 50% tip. And I feel like that keeps coming up for me specifically related to financial things. This constant reminder that there is abundance. And I think it's because life is teaching me this, but I'm also working to learn it. So it's just this constant Mm. reminder that anytime I feel lack, no, there is abundance. Their money is limitless. They print it every day. (laughs) It's limitless. And just overall being open to that though. I think the biggest theme for me is being curious and open to those lessons and really, really letting them be lessons to relate it back to what you said, stuff like that growth, like wanting that growth and letting it happen and enjoying it and, and like seeing what comes from it. Yes. I love how you said letting, literally letting it come because I feel like, uh, I don't know where I've heard this at this point. Like, um, but one of my favorite things that I have heard probably a podcast was things should be effortless. Things can be effortless growth and abundance and positivity and all these things that we seek they could be effortless and we do deserve them but do we feel we deserve them Mm. and are we ready to let them in um and that's Mm. more of a reflection on you know each person and themselves because sometimes i i don't know you just said to be more open and just you gave perfect examples of being more open and being able to just be like, it's going to come anyways. And then it comes. So yeah. Good. Yes. So but good. the last thing I will say about that is I do feel like it definitely has to be met with action. Uh, right. Like yeah. this, yeah. this dog walking thing happened because I created this app. I created a profile on this app and I walked 50 other dogs on it. So I have all these reviews. So they accepted me at my higher rate. Like I, a lot of action went into it, but it's like, can you tell us that formula again, Steph? Uh, Do you know the uh, one I'm talking about, about with, with faith? Oh, um, hold on. It's the success formula. Yes. Um, Faith plus belief times action? No, it's belief plus action times faith. I'm not sure. (laughs) We talk about it in another episode. So go ahead and binge listen our podcast and get back to us about what (laughs) it is. But pretty much the point of the formula is that your action plus your skill times your faith skill plus faith times action because if there's no action then it's still zero then yes exactly that's what i'm saying so yes be open to it and do have that like faith that the good will come that abundance the world is abundant there is an abundance of money but put in the action too (laughs) 
Yes. No, I agree. Yes. And it may, it, literally the formula, I'm glad that you started saying it again, because we can have the belief and we can have the skill, but if we don't do anything, is it going to go anywhere? Mm. Mm. I feel like well. that is the perfect way to come to a conclusion. Um, Stacy, is there anything you'd like to add right now? That is it. Just again, so much gratitude for everyone who sent in those questions. And if you missed any of them, definitely go back through it. And I encourage everyone to like reflect on all of the questions yourself. Definitely the last question. That's a great one. But I think all of them can just give each of us some insight into, you know, like our own life and our own journey of self-love and self-mastery. And thank you, Steph, for being part of this growing journey with me and being really a mentor and a friend and a confidant and a business partner all in one. And thank you, everyone who tuned in live and who's watching this recording and listening to this podcast. I know this was yeah. a long episode, so thank <laughs> you for bearing with us. But we really did want to get to all of those amazing questions. Yes, this is probably our longest episode of them all, but <laughs> seriously, so much gratitude for all the questions because after, honestly, the self-reflection that all of these questions caused, I don't think that I expected all of the self-reflection questions, to be completely honest, but um, definitely, I'm just grateful for the reflection. I feel a lot of relief and a lot of just free so I definitely also encourage everyone to ask these questions to themselves, go ahead and maybe journal on it because I've hinted towards it a few times and then maybe we'll do something on journaling soon. Um, but thank you everybody for joining us. We will be live again next week for Harnessing Your Power. So we look forward to joining you guys in conversation again. Thank you everybody for listening, for being here, for listening to the recording, for all the questions. Thank you, Stacy, for being my, honestly, my friend before anything, but also being my mentor and confidant and just teaching me so much in this journey and being such a big part of my growth. I appreciate you so much. Thank you everyone who's on. <laughs> um, and we will see you guys next week. All right, see you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.